For the first time since the General Assembly adjourned its historic regular legislative session in early June, lawmakers will be back at the Capitol for more legislative action this week. We'll talk about what we expect to hear next on CapitalCast. Hello and welcome to CapitalCast, the weekly podcast from Capital News Illinois. I'm Jerry Nowicki. I'm Rebecca Anzel. And today we're discussing veto session. So there were 599 bills that passed both houses of the General Assembly, but only eight of them were vetoed. About four of those were for duplicative language that had already become law, so they don't need to become law twice. And three of them probably won't be overridden. One of them regarding Affordable Care Act waivers for state employee health insurance, a bill sponsored by Republican Sue Resin of Morris, could possibly face an override vote. She told us this week she wants to override it. Other than that, it'll be new issues that are taking the forefront, starting with consolidation of downstate and suburban municipal uh, firefighter and police pension funds. There are 649 separate funds that would possibly be uh, consolidated into just two. And uh, the governor says that it'd create additional earnings. So, Rebecca, what are you hearing on that? Uh, So we heard this week that um, there is a chance the General Assembly might choose to separate out those from one bill that would consolidate those pensions for each police and firefighters into two separate bills. So the police would have their own bill and the firefighters would have their own bills. They could make their own changes as necessary. Yeah, and we heard from the governor also that the language is being put together for both of those bills. Of note, the Fraternal Order of Police Labor Council in Illinois has expressed concerns about the recommendations of a task force created by the governor uh, to study this issue, but the Associated Firefighters of Illinois have supported the recommendations. Now, the governor says this is a way to attack property taxes, which are obviously high in most of the state, and he says it needs to get done. But another thing to note on this issue is it won't uh, do anything to address the $130 billion in unfunded pension liabilities facing the state currently. So we'll see if that comes up. It'll be interesting to watch, and we'll see if it maybe proves a blueprint for consolidating some of the state pension funds in the future. Another issue we wanted to touch on that could come up is a potential trailer bill to um, uh, legalize marijuana and uh, some other issues pertaining to vaping. Rebecca? Yeah, so um, marijuana to consume or smoke, eat uh, recreationally will be legal on January 1st. Um, That legislation was over 600 pages long, and now that they've had a chance to sort of read through it, some interest groups have come across some issues they'd like the General Assembly to address when they come back. Um, There's been a lot of talk that there will be what's called a trailer bill to address those. Um, Deputy Governor Christian Mitchell, who sort of was the governor's administration's um, point person on on that legislation, uh, told Capitol News uh, that there will not be any big changes to that legislation, so you're not going to see any major changes to the way uh, Illinois will address recreational marijuana legalization, but you will see um, maybe definition changes to make things clearer. Um, There were concerns among health advocates, for instance, that there was a misunderstanding that something known as like a weed cafe would be legalized uh, to get around the Smoke-Free Illinois Act. 
that that will most definitely be addressed from what I'm hearing. Um, and then, as I'm sure you know, listeners, you have heard, uh, vaping is a big concern among among people in the state. Um, as of Thursday of this week, um, a second Illinoisan has died from vaping. So um, this is something the General Assembly will probably want to address. Um, we'll see what form that takes. So yeah, it'll be interesting to regulate all that. Um, and w- one of the things that really struck me about the what you had already mentioned about uh, the restaurants and possibly you know exceptions to the Smoke Free Illinois Act for uh, social use of marijuana is that there's still kind of differencing a difference of opinion from many of the people who voted for the bill, many of the sponsors of the bill, uh, Christian Mitchell you know, said it was going to be a very technical trailer bill, but Senator Heather Stain said uh, smoking in a restaurant was definitely not something that was expected to be allowed in the bill. From her perspective, and then Christian Mitchell said, you have to have some sort of uh, social use uh, to prevent a de facto prohibition for people who live in apartments and otherwise wouldn't have access to marijuana if it's not if if there's not some sort of social use allowed so maybe restaurants will just just do it for ingestible marijuana like baked into food or something Um, but we'll see another thing was smoking lounges for like the uh, cannabis uh, sellers, the uh, what do you call them, dispensaries, would be able to allow um, use there, possibly if the local governments decide. Um, what else are you thinking about um, vaping and flavored e-cigarettes and flavored tobacco? Yeah, so um, interest groups for the, the the tobacco industry and the vaping industry were in Springfield this week. Um, they are very much against any sort of flavor ban. There's a there's a bill um, that the might come up during veto session that would ban flavored tobacco products as a as a whole. Um, they the vaping industry was very clear that for them it's not an economic issue. It's more of a health issue. Um, they think that any sort of flavor ban might drive people who use electronic cigarettes. Um, and vapes back to smoking combustible cigarettes, you know, traditional cigarettes. Um, the s- other groups say that um, if you ban, like, you know, flavored hookah, flavored cigars, those sorts of things, um, it, it, it'll it just push people back into buying those products from other states, neighboring states. Um, and then there's also some confusion about whether Illinoisans would be able to buy those products over the internet and um, get it that way. Uh, And that also raises concerns because, again, with with sort of the vaping issues, um, a lot of what's been going on with that stems from what everybody refers to as the black market for those products. And so if you start buying those things over the internet, that sort of that sort of feeds into that. Um, And then the only other thing that I'm going to mention about vaping is um, I'm sure you know, you've seen people smoke vapes, um, or I don't know if you smoke a vape, but if you use vapes inside places, um, there's an effort among health advocates to loop um, vapes and e-cigarettes and the like into the Smoke-Free Illinois Act so that you cannot smoke inside or in other places. Um, That is likely to come up. That's a definition change. It's a relatively simple thing to do if you have the support uh, in the General Assembly the vaping industry is very against that because um, in the Smoke-Free Illinois, Smoke-Free Illinois Act, um, there's some language in there that says that um, smoking a cigarette indoors was banned because, you know, it's very hard to get cigarette smoke out of an HVAC system, out of the carpeting. Um, 
it's really bad to smoke cigarettes inside, you know, signs, whatnot. Um, vaping industry claims that vapes don't have all of those repercussions. And so by putting that in there, it's not helpful, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's interesting that the state is considering a prohibition at the same time they are ending one with marijuana. Um, but another bill that was interesting that sort of pertains to this is a bill from Representative Bob Morgan that would uh, regulate CBD a little bit more and uh, just state basically that products sold in Illinois would have to have some sort of testing done. It meets testing requirements to make sure you know you know what you're ingesting when you take it. I don't know how much of that is accessible right now for marijuana. It seems like the THC vaping oils and such uh, – there's a lot of science to be done on that to determine whether they're safe or not altogether. So with that, we're going to turn to another uh, possible trailer bill to the capital bill, which is a $45 billion infrastructure plan. Um, the governor laid out about $23.5 billion uh, of that. The spending will be done on roads and bridges as part of the multi-year Illinois Department of Transportation plan. But Chicago... Um, has requested a change to a casino bill, which allowed gambling expansion in the state. And uh, they're looking for a whole rewrite of the tax structure, a lot of changes to that bill. Um, the governor or the, the mayor in her budget address, the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, uh, wanted those changes to the Chicago casino, among a couple others. Um, so I'm not sure if we're going to hear or see a capital bill trailer in the veto session? Have you heard anything about that? A Democratic senator, not from not from Chicago, had um, told a uh, popular blogger in the state, Rich Miller from CapFax, um, that she's sort of against the idea of, of writing legislation to benefit just Chicago. Um, and just because she's a Democrat doesn't mean she's automatically going to vote for something to benefit that city. So I, I don't know. And we'll see. Yeah, it seems there's a lot of pushback. Um, so we don't know what we'll see with the Capitol Bill trailer. Uh, there seems to be a shell bill filed by Rep. Bob Rita, who sponsored the gambling expansion the first time. So that could be a vehicle for a trailer. We'll see. Um, and let's see. So uh, the other thing the mayor uh, requested in her budget address was a she called on lawmakers to authorize the city to impose a uh, graduated real estate transfer tax. So people selling their homes, the more expensive the home, the greater the tax they'd pay. She's banking on 50 million from that in this year's budget. Um, I don't know what lawmakers are thinking about that. There seems to be a little bit of a just general not unwillingness to go along with it, but we'll see. You know, things change when the mayor comes down here and tries to sway some votes. So the $50 million would be this year, and then it would be $100 million, uh, each year down the road. Uh, and then another thing she asked for was statewide pension reform, but she was very vague on that proposal. So the thing that's going through all of this is overhanging what's going on at the Capitol right now is some ethical investigations and some FBI investigations pertaining to a lot of state house regulars. Rebecca, is there anything going on with that or there seems to be a concerted effort among um, Republicans in both houses to start uh, sort of like a state ethics task force. Um, one example is a re representative, Tony McCombie, um, who's from Savannah. She's, again, a Republican. Um, she said she plans to introduce a bill that, and she hopes to have it heard during veto session um, 
there, there's no indication, of course, that it'll be called for a vote. Um, and uh, House Speaker Michael Madigan's spokesperson had said that he had no indication of whether that would be the case either. But um, we'll see. Yeah, a lot of these task forces um, are uh, for show much of the time anyway, but uh, we'll see what happens with that one if the bill even gets a hearing in committee. So speaking of ethics, um, ComEd has been embroiled in a lot of these raids and a lot of these scandals, and uh, their CEO or president stepped down recently, and that's kind of uh, derailed a major energy package that was expected to be brought up in veto session. Uh, it's sort of... Uh, petered out at the end of May, um, and legislators said they were going to bring it up in veto. Um, but that's not going to happen, it looks like. The Clean Energy Jobs Act, the Path to 100 Act, two bills that would uh, aim to cut carbon emissions, and then coal interest had two bills that they were trying to push, and then the major one was a bill uh, sort of being pushed for by ComEd and its parent company, Exelon, to change up uh, capacity markets in northern Illinois area. But that appears to be on the back burner at least until spring. So we're just going to hit quickly on a couple of other issues that may come up. Ethylene oxide, a cancer-causing gas, could essentially get banned throughout the state except in sparsely populated areas. Um, if a pair of bills that uh, lawmakers, one Republican and one Democrat, are pushing. So it's a bipartisan issue. Um, it's Long story short, it's a gas tied to increase cancer rates in the Willowbrook area and in the Lake County area. And legislators are going to do what they can to ban that. Uh, I'm wondering if we're going to hear anything regarding abortion, uh, parental notification of abortion um, is a bill. Rebecca, can you have any more on that? Last session, a there was a bill introduced at the same time as the Reproductive Health Act. Uh, it was an effort to repeal the Parental Notification of Abortion Act, which basically, just in short, um, would require minors to consult with their parents before getting an abortion. Um, that, again, to use your language, Jerry, pewtered out with the Reproductive Health Act. Um, I don't think we're going to see that in veto. We might see it come back up during session uh Representative Emmanuel Chris Welsh is the sponsor of that. Uh, he, when I spoke with him a few months ago, had said that he wanted to see it come up during in January. So we'll see. Speaking of Emmanuel Chris Welch, he is also the sponsor of a bill that would allow college athletes to collect endorsement deals uh, for their likeness being used in advertising. Um, he says that bill is a moral Thing to do you know NCAA is getting rich off this so why not allow the athletes to get rich he said he wants to call it in veto we're not sure it will be it is the same bill that passed in California earlier this year and it would take effect four years from now another bill Democrats are pushing is uh, insulin costs are high so they want to cap them at a hundred dollars per monthly supply for state regulated insurance plans uh, a lot of industry representatives are lining up against this, uh, but the Democrats have really been pushing for it in recent days, and the governor even appeared at a press conference for it. Uh, now, what about red light cameras? We've heard a lot about these uh, recently. There's, what, two bills um, to ban red light cameras? At least two, yeah. Um, they seem to have gained a lot of a lot of media attention and a lot of just attention in general. Um Representative McSweeney is carrying one of them. 
um, and for all intents and purposes, he wants to bring it up. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting because that's part of the scandal, too, uh, that we had mentioned before, the FBI raids uh, pertaining to Senator Sandoval had... uh, He's had some dealings with red light cameras and just they've been named in a lot of the investigations. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, There's a lot more bills that could be filed in the Senate Monday morning. We're hearing that there could be many of those. Yeah, the Senate hasn't really filed any of their bills yet. Um, There was supposed to be what's called a perfunctory session. It was canceled last week. Um, So they are expected to file any of their pending legislation on Monday. Um, And also, to my knowledge, Jerry, uh, they haven't filed any of their committee hearings yet either for veto sessions. So they are expected to do that as well. Right. We'll be scheduling on the fly. So that'll do it for this edition of Capital Cast. It's a weekly production of Capital News Illinois, a statehouse reporting project of the Illinois Press Foundation. If you enjoyed this show, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, thanks for listening.